Drama on One. Sundays at 8 pm. RTA.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One. Drama on One is offered as a podcast at RTE.ie forward slash drama on one. And of course, here on RTE Radio One on Sunday nights. Tonight's Drama on One takes place on Little Christmas, the Feast of the Epiphany, or Nulagnaman. So, let's travel with Gabriel and Greta Conroy to Usher's Island as guests of the Miss Morecams. With music composed by Ellen Cranich, the libretto scripted by Tom Swift and directed by Joe Mangan, this is the Performance Corporation's opera version of James Joyce's The Dead. Snow. Snow is general over Ireland, falling on the central plain, snowing on the streets of Dublin, falling on the Shannon waves. It had begun to snow again. Snow. It had begun. Begun again. Snow. Snow falling now on Usher's Island, softly on O'Connell Bridge, falling on the 15 acres, softly on the Kingston Line. Snow. Drifting deeper, further westward, falling on the barren thorns. Drifting on the crooked crosses, falling on the graveyard stones. Snow, falling faintly in the lamplight, faintly through the universe, falling now on all the living, faintly falling on the dead.
Lily, the caretaker's daughter, was literally run off her feet. Hardly had she brought one gentleman into the little pantry behind the office on the ground floor and helped him off with his overcoat than the wheezy hall doorbell clanged again and she had to scamper along the bare hallway to let in another guest. It was well for her she had not to attend to the ladies also. But Miss Kate and Miss Julia had thought of that and had converted the bathroom upstairs into a ladies' dressing room. <laughs> Miss Kate and Miss Julia were there, gossiping and laughing and fussing, walking after each other to the head of the stairs, peering down over the banisters and calling down to Lily to ask her who had come. And then it was long after ten o'clock and yet there was no sign of Gabriel and his wife. Besides, they were dreadfully afraid that Freddie Mallins might turn up screwed. They would not wish for worlds that any of Mary Jane's pupils should see him under the influence. And when he was like that, it was sometimes very hard to manage him. Freddie Mallins always came late. But, they wondered, what could be keeping Gabriel? to dress herself.
infantry. Lily takes my overcoat. Lily, that pale girl in the lamplight, hailing. Do you still go to school, Lily? Tell me. Oh no, sir. I'm done schooling a year now. I'm all. Oh, I see. Be going someday to your wedding. Pah! The fellas that is now is only all palaver and what they can get out of you. Get out of you, get out of you. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Take a shilling. He's blush. It's just, it's well, Christmas time. So, really, you know that I couldn't. And I run up the stairs, up the stairs, up the stairs. Gabriel waited outside the drawing room door until the waltz should finish, listening to the shuffling of feet. He was still discomposed by the girl's bitter and sudden retort. It had cast a gloom over him, which he tried to dispel by arranging his cuffs and the bows of his tie. He then took from his waistcoat pocket a little paper and glanced at the headings he had made for his speech. Ladies and... Lend me... Endeavour... Gabriel! Come in here now where it's warm. Gresha, you must be perished. Don't mind me, don't mind. How will you get home to Monkstown? We have a room at Kate, a room in the Gresham tent. No cab for us tonight. We had enough of that last year. Gret put a dreadful cold. Poor Greta. Poor Greta. Don't mind him and Kate. He is an awful worrier. Greta put a dreadful cold. A worrier, I swear, you never guess the latest. What does he make me wear? Galoshes, that's the latest. Galoshes. Galoshes. Greta got a dreadful cold. Galoshes when it's raining. Galoshes when it's wet. Galoshes, 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 galoshes. Galoshes Continental, Galoshes Delegueur. What are Galoshes? <laughs> Julia. What are Galoshes? Julia, why goodness, why Galoshes are? Galoshes when it's raining, Galoshes over boots. Galoshes, Galoshes, Galosh, Galoshka. Red coated red full. Galoshes, Galoshes, Galosh, Galoshka. Red coated red full. Galoshes, Galoshes, Galosh, Galoshka. Red coated red full. Galoshes. Buy me is a diving suit. <laughs> Ladies and lend me your endeavor to express 
Yes, yes, yes. Irish hospitality. Sadder thoughts of youth. Yes, of changes. Therefore, I, I, therefore, therefore, I, I, therefore, and Browning. Let me quote too, too much as Browning. Listen while Mary Jane was playing her academy piece full of runs and difficult passages to the hushed drawing room. He liked music, but the piece she was playing had no melody for him. Gabriel's eyes, irritated by the floor which glittered with beeswax under the heavy chandelier, wandered to the wall above the piano. His mother's photograph stood before the pier glass. There you are, serious, matronly, 
mother, a book open on your lap, pointing out something that I can't see, to Constantine lying at your feet. There you are, serious dignity, one son a priest, the other educated at the Royal University. Thanks to you, or thanks to you, you made it clear, you made it very clear, you called a country cute. That was not true at all, it was Greta who nursed you all of your last long illness. There you are, serious matronly mother, a book open on your lap, pointing out something that I can't see, to Constantine lying at your feet. There you are, serious dignity, one son a priest, the other educated at the Royal University. Thanks to you, all oh, thanks to you, you made it clear, you made it very clear, you called a country cute. That was not true at all, it was Greta who nursed you all of your last long illness. Greta. Greta. Lancers were arranged. Gabriel found himself partnered with Miss Ivers. She was a frank-mannered, talkative young lady with a freckle face and prominent brown eyes. She did not wear a low-cut bodice, and the large brooch which was fixed in the front of her collar bore on it an Irish device and motto. Ivers. I have a crow to pluck with you, Gabriel Conroy. Miss Ivers, yes. Go on, confess who is JC. Oh, innocent Amy. I heard the news, you write reviews for the Daily Express. Shame on you, I never knew you were in a West Britain. Of course. I was only joking. Your review of Browning was really quite excellent. Some fellows to Belgium. Belgium? Or maybe France. It's just a chance to practice my French. Well, why not Ireland? It's your own land and your native tongue. To tell the truth, I am sick of my own country. 
sick of it. West Britain. When the Lancers were over, Gabriel went away to a remote corner of the room where Freddie Mallon's mother was sitting. She was a stout, feeble old woman with white hair. Her voice had a catch in it like her son's and she stuttered slightly. Christmas. I live in Scotland, Mr. Conroy. Did you have a pleasant crossing? I do like turkey. Freddy doesn't like ham. Scotland must be quite inclement. Mr. Mallons used to collect them. How long now since your husband's passing? Yes, you're right. It really is quite wobbly. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mallins. I live in Scotland, Mr. Conroy. Merry Christmas, West Britain. In Bonnie, Scotland, Mr. Conroy. Oh, Miss Ivers, were you joking? In Bonnie, Scotland, with my daughter. Am I really a West Briton? In Bonnie, Scotland, all the Highlands. Does she disapprove of Brownie? In Bonnie, Scotland, lovely people. Dear Miss Ivers, a West Briton. In Bonnie, Scotland, Isle of Skye. What words had you with Molly Ivers? What words had you with Molly Ivers? With Miss Ivers, what do you mean? What words had you with Molly Ivers? What words had you with Molly Ivers? She wanted us to go out west. Gabriel, to visit Galway, I'd love to see Galway again. You can go if you want to. Now there's a nice husband for you. There's a nice husband for you. In Bubba Scotland, scent of heather. Gabriel retired to the window. The room had already cleared and from the back room came the clatter of plates and knives. Those who still remained in the drawing room seemed tired of dancing and were conversing quietly in little groups. Gabriel's warm, trembling fingers tapped the cold pane of the window.
A murmur in the room attracted Gabriel's attention. Mr. Brown was advancing from the door, gallantly escorting Aunt Julia, who leaned upon his arm, smiling and hanging her head. An irregular musketry of applause escorted her also as far as the piano. And then, as Mary Jane seated herself on the stool... And Aunt Julia, no longer smiling, half-turned so as to pitch her voice fairly into the room. The applause gradually ceased. Arrayed for the bridal in beauty, behold her, a white ring entwineth the forehead more fair. I envy the zephyrs that softly enfold her And play with the locks of her beautiful hair May life to her prove full of sunshine and love Full of love, yes, 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 yes Who would not love her? 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 Sweet star of the morning shining so brightly, Earth circle adorning the creature of night. Tonight, on my honor, you never sang better. Your voice never sweeter, so fresh, so clear. Her voice is as clear now as ever I heard her. Believe me, I never in all of these. Tonight, on my honor, you never sang better. Believe me, I never Miss Julia Morgan, my latest discovery. No, 
not at all honourable for the Pope to turn the women out of the choirs that have slaved there all their lives and put little whippersnappers of boys over their head, over their head, over their head. Whippersnappers of boys. For the honour of God. Six o'clock on a Christmas morning. An awful day. An awful of God. Six o'clock on a Christmas On the landing, outside the drawing room, Gabriel found his wife and Mary Jane trying to persuade Miss Ivers to stay for supper. But Miss Ivers, who had put on her hat and was buttoning her cloak, would not stay. She did not feel in the least hungry, and she had already overstayed her time. No, I have to go. Ach, Take your pick, have something quick with all your dancing. Goodness sake, go on and take your supper, won't you? If you must go, I'll see you home. Won't you allow me? I am quite well able to take good care of myself. Rectangle of Smirnoff figs. 
is in gathering such as these. Sadder thoughts, thoughts of past, of youth, of changes, of absent faces we miss here tonight. and living affections. Therefore I'll not linger. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are together for a brief moment. as friends, as colleagues, as guests, of what shall I call them? The three graces of the Dublin musical world. For they are jolly gay fellows, for they are jolly gay fellows, for they are jolly gay fellows, which nobody can deny unless he tells a lie, unless he tells a lie. Aunt Kate was making frank use of her handkerchief, and even Aunt Julia seemed moved. Freddie Malins beat time with his pudding fork, and the singers turned towards one another as if in melodious conference, while they sang again with emphasis. Unless he tells a lie, unless he tells a lie, for they are jolly days. The acclamation which followed was taken up beyond the door of the supper room by many of the other guests and renewed time after time, Freddie Malins acting as officer with his fork on high. Goodbye, good night, goodbye, we all must go, we all must go into the snow, God help us all, good night. Oh, close the door, somebody, sealed every cabin, Close the door for Mrs. Mallins. Brown's been laid on like the gas. Goodbye, good night, goodbye, we all must go. We all must go into the snow, God help us all, good night. Remember Patrick Morgan. Brown is really quite attentive. He had a horse called Johnny. We will get one on the key. Goodbye, good night, goodbye, we all must go. We all must go into the snow, God help us all, good night. Mr. Bartle Darcy! Where on earth is Greta? I could only get one cab! Trinity!
Mighty, yes, Trinity. Bang up against the gates. Someone's strumming a piano. Right, sir, and off we go. I'd give anything for a good spanking goer between the shafts. <gasps> goodbye. Good night. Goodbye, we all must go. We all must go into the snow. God help us all. Good night. The horse was whipped up and the cab rattled off along the quay amid a chorus of laughter and adieus. Gabriel had not gone to the door with the others. He was in a dark part of the hall, gazing up the staircase. A woman was standing near the top of the first flight, in the shadow also. He could not see her face but he could see the terracotta and salmon pink panels of her skirt, which the shadow made appear black and white. It was his wife. She was leaning on the banisters, listening to something. If you be the last of Arkham, as I'll take you token that passed between you and me oh don't you The morning was still dark. A dull yellow light brooded over the houses and the river 
and the sky seemed to be descending. It was slushy underfoot, and only streaks and patches of snow lay on the roofs, on the parapets of the quay, and on the area railings. The lamps were still burning redly in the murky air, and across the river, the palace of the forecourts stood out against the heavy sky. Greta, what are you thinking? About a boy I used to know in Galway years ago. He used to sing that song. That's why you wanted to go to Galway. To see him. He's dead. What did he die of? I think he died for me. His name was Michael Fury, a boy from Ugtarod. His eyes had such expression, such eyes so big and dark. 
He sang the lass of Akron all those years ago. It was the start of winter. I see him clearly now. The night before I went away, he came to visit me. I found him shivering in the rain beneath the sally tree. I begged for him to go on home, or he sleeping now, stretched beneath the sheets. She is sleeping now. A young man died for her. It waits for Julia. It will happen soon. It waits for Julia. The blinds will be drawn down. Better to pass bold into the other world. Better to pass bold than dismally with age. It had begun to snow again. Yes, the newspapers were right. It had begun to snow again. Snow was general all over Ireland. His soul swooned slowly as he heard the snow falling faintly through the universe and faintly falling like the descent of their last end 
upon all the living and the dead. That was the Performance Corporation's opera version of James Joyce's The Dead. All parts were sung and played by Claire Barrett, Lisa Lamb, Ruth McGill and Rory Musgrave. The music was performed by Karen Durvin on viola, Aoife Dernan and Katie O'Connor on violin and the cello was played by Jane Hughes. James Joyce's The Dead, scripted by Tom Swift with music composed by Ellen Cranich, was directed by Joe Mangan for the Performance Corporation and originally produced for stage by Breda Cash. Sound supervision was by Tom Norton. You can hear both the 1998 RTE Players dramatisation of The Dead and Stephen Ray's reading of Joyce's masterpiece on the Drama on One website. And you might like to know that Stephen Ray will star in Landmark's 20th anniversary production of Crap's Last Tape by Samuel Beckett at Dublin's Project Arts Centre from January the 11th to February 3rd. Details are available at landmarkproductions.ie. Next week's Drama on One is Longing Lasts Longer, written and performed by Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade was an Andy Warhol factory superstar, so you might like to know that Andy Warhol, Three Times Out exhibition, continues at the Hugh Lane Gallery on Parnell Square in Dublin until January 28th. Details are on their website. And finally, a reminder that this year's PJ O'Connor Radio Drama Awards competition is still open, offering three cash prizes of €5,000, €4,000 and €3,000 respectively for first, second and third place-winning entries. The closing date is Friday the 26th of January and full details are at rte.ie forward slash drama on one. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Banachdine Fela Urov Agus Aflin Fivasha Ziv Gelaird. Drama on One. Sundays at 8 pm. RTA.ia forward slash Drama on One. Drama on One.